0: Westfield San Francisco Center, otherwise known as the Westfield Mall is losing its movie theaters as the owner abandons the mall and gives the entire mall back to its lender. Here's the mall that's a roughly half filled and without a movie theater now. And you know, we've got $556 million in debt on it, but you know what? You can have it. Here's the keys. Good luck with that. What's going on in San Francisco? Let's get into it. Here we go. You know what I think is pretty crazy is that other areas of San Francisco are, are are not having this kind of thing go on. This is primarily proximity to the Tenderloin. If you are in close proximity, like walking distance or in the Tenderloin, This is the impact it's having. Further out, you've got less external obsolescence. We are not seeing building or business going down, going down, going down much outside of the Tenderloin. It's specifically in the downtown core. And, you know, it's distance to, all right, Tenderloin's there. Uh, These businesses, these buildings are going back to the bank. You know, just some real chaos. The the movie theater here, that's part and parcel of that, that whole deal. Just two days after Westfield said it would give up its downtown San Francisco center, that's the actual mall, the shopping mall's movie theater has announced it will close this week as well. The Cinemark... Movie Theater Complex sent an email to its customers announcing its final films would be playing Thursday, and the complex would close on Friday. Boom, done. We're out of here. We are no longer dealing with this. They've got a lease coming up, and they're just pulling the plug. They're like, ah, we're just pulling the plug. A movie theater is just basically saying there's not enough people coming to this theater to have this make a go of it. The shenanigans outside from the Tenderloin are driving away our business. Therefore, no muss. We're not going to do this anymore. In a statement to the standard, the San Francisco standard, Cinemar confirmed the decision to permanently close the Century San Francisco Center nine, nine theaters and XD theater shortly before the conclusion of its lease term, attributing the shutdown to a comprehensive review of local business conditions that is a nice way of saying outside of its doors there is a literal show on the streets literally, I kid you not. we talk about the dodge the human fecal matter game. I mean you want to talk about prime territory to do that the tenderloin open air drug market, open air stolen goods, human trafficking you name it, you've got it there, not good influences what we're saying. And, and based on that, you know, hotels in the area are going sideways. And by that, I mean, they are either being foreclosed upon. They are wildly upside down. There's around 20 hotels in this area, kind of, you know, sprinkled throughout this area that are on the verge of, you know, probably giving, giving their ownership back to the bank and saying, here, Mr. Bank, Mrs. Bank, you take the keys, you deal with it. Cause this is a loser. So you know this is not this is not a um, a one off type thing this is happening because San Francisco and its genius leadership has said hey open air drug markets they're going to be okay harm reduction just give the people clean needles it'll all be okay just you know they had a they had a literally a clean needle exchange site for about a year in the Tenderloin and that got kind of out of trouble that got kind of out of hand and so they had to close that down saying, well, it was only temporary during the tail end of the pandemic. Well, the impacts of what has been allowed in San Francisco are this. You've got everybody and their brother and mother and sister leaving this area because it's not conducive to doing business. People do not feel safe. And so this is the end result of just basically having a massively permissive and tolerant society. How's that tolerance working out? Yeah. So we've got this comprehensive review of local business conditions. I just read another article and I read the whole damn thing. And I was like, they didn't say one thing about street conditions. Now, when we're talking about street conditions, we're not talking about the concrete or the asphalt or the landscaping, like you might think. That's how I would think because I'm a real estate guy. I'm a real estate appraiser. What were the street conditions? Well, the asphalt was slightly buckling and the sidewalk. Yeah. You know what? Need a little touch up. Yeah. Nonsense like that. But when you're talking about the tenderloin, you are talking about people selling drugs, people doing drugs, people doing the fentanyl nod, you know, heroin, needles, human poop, human urine, garbage. I mean, just, it's a terrible, terrible look. And people who go to movies, go shopping, are coming to town to do a hotel. They are not, they're not going to these places of business and the numbers are you know just they're they're significantly down to the point where if you bought a hotel or if you bought a shopping mall and you took on a bunch of debt you know as you do and if the interest rate environment goes higher like it has and you don't have the ability to refinance out that's why you're seeing, you know, you know, foreclosures or just straight up, you know, entities handing back their property. Like in the case of the Westfield Mall, the owners who are a couple of partners and one partner is uh, from France, they're just saying, yeah, we want out. We want out of the United States market. We're selling off this, this, and this mall. And most of those other malls have like 97% occupancy. So they got some good stuff. They sold those. They have, I think, given up a couple more, um, but in San Francisco, they basically just said, hey, we're giving this bad boy up. You, Mr. and Mrs. Lender, you take it back. In the theater lobby, just after 9.30 a.m. Wednesday, a lone employee stood behind the ticket counter asking a coworker to check on online ticket orders, while a moviegoer wearing a San Francisco Giants jacket and cap asked for a large order of popcorn with extra butter. All right, it's 9.30 on a Wednesday. That's aggressive. Hey, he's going for a little fat. He's going for a little carbohydrate. Does he get a large diet Coke? Does he get that with it? Because, you know, no sugar, but you got that artificial, you got that saccharin or whatever it might be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Yong Jin Tang and his friend Yanni were at the theater to catch a Spider-Man matinee. Tang said he was surprised to hear of the closure and said he had visited the theater off and on for four or five years. So let's be honest. Let's talk about movie theaters. I have not been to a movie theater since before the pandemic. I just kind of got out of the habit, right? I just, and you know what? I was thinking about this last night because I knew it was going to be, you know, reporting on this today. Um, most of the content that Hollywood puts out now, I don't want to see. I have like zero interest in seeing. There's like rarely a new movie that comes out where I'm like, I need to see that. I need that content in my life. I don't know. Am I just getting old? You know, I will, I will watch reruns of whatever that I enjoy all day long. But I seem to be not frequenting movie theaters. There was a movie. Oh, uh, what was the... uh, I wanted to watch the... uh, Oh, I think it was a shark movie. I I wanted to watch an out-of-control shark movie. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And I did. And I think it cost me like 20 bucks when the movie was still in the the theater. But um, what was that movie? You know, one of those just ridiculous, terrible... I loved Sharknado, by the way. I mean, that's, I mean, if you can't get into Sharknado, I mean, then what are you even doing, right? The more ridiculous, the better for me, because then then I can realize that's ridiculous. That is not part of reality. We're going to enjoy that because sometimes reality is a little tricky, right? So the area surrounding the shopping center has been increasingly troubled, troubled. And yet, you know, part of San Francisco just wants to ignore it. They just don't want to get into street conditions. Well, you see, we've got this retail apocalypse going on and, you know, we've got the work from home thing and people are just aren't coming into the downtown as much. They tiptoe around everything, but the real reason, which is, yeah, people don't want to be around an open air drug market selling who knows what, selling, you know, people. I mean, literally you got human trafficking going on and people don't want to be around. Them. They don't want to maybe get shot by a gang member slinging their dope. You know what I mean? You just, you don't want to be involved with that. So anything close to that, you know, type of influence, people are saying, no, no. And yet a lot of the media is like, well, you know, we've got this big picture thing where, um, you know, retail movie, th- people just aren't really, you know, going there for that kind of thing anymore. And in other areas of the town of, of San Fran, doing quite well. Their 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 post-pandemic numbers are exceeding what they were pre-pandemic. So to me this is this is you know isolated to your proximity to the really horrific stuff which is the Tenderloin, which is just you know that large area. Surrounding area the shopping center has been increasingly troubled. Cinemark theaters are accessible via a set of elevators in the Westfield mall where human waste has been found regularly according to mall employees. I did that podcast. I believe I'm going off memory here, which is yeah, you know, slippery at best. Uh man, what was it? Up 400% the incidents of poop on the Westfield Mall elevator were up over 400% within the last year or whatever. They I think it used to be they had um Uh, one or two, you know, poop incidents a month, and now they've got a couple a week, so something like that. But people are on drugs, and the drugs they're taking, you know, make them go number two. And sometimes they do not make it to the public restroom, so they just, you know, let her rip on the elevator, and hopefully they get off and nobody sees them because how embarrassing. Did you do that? Me? Me? No. It smells terrible in here. What happened? I don't know. You you're just going to completely deny it? No, because you're going to be on drugs and you're going to look like you're on drugs and you just took a dump in the public elevator. And that's what they've got going on. Believe it or not, people don't want to be around that. And so the movie theater closes. The mall basically goes back to the lender. In the San Francisco center, nearly half of the storefronts and eateries that were open in 2020 have since closed. 45% have closed. Just boom. Now they've had like 12 businesses come in that were mainly street level businesses in the area who are now, all right, so we're going to get inside the mall, little bit of security presence there. We're not just as exposed as we were, and we're not in a little tiny little deal, maybe on the street level. So better because I'm sure they're giving some pretty cheap rent, right? Hey, come to the Westfield mall. We'll give you a deal. We've got price potential for you on this lease. We're going to give you whatever free. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Californication, but Brad Pitt told, uh, who was his girlfriend? I forget who his girlfriend was. He, he was, he was, uh, telling her, you know what? In California, they give you the first month rent free. So what we're going to do is we're just going to go month to month to month to month. Yeah, you know, different hotels or whatever that they were talking about renting, and I was like, "That's that's a genius concept, but it doesn't really work like that, right?" And so, you know, some of the bonuses I'm sure that these businesses are getting are, you know, along those lines. Yeah, first month rent free, you only pay for eleven months out of your year lease. Come, uh, come, have uh, your customers step in poop on our elevator. You know, the the news is yet another major blow to San Francisco's Union Square shopping district overall. The imminent Cinemark closure news adds a twenty-fourth major shutdown in the area since the start of the pandemic, including the recent announcement that Old Navy will close its longtime Market Street location on July one. All right. So y- yes, but Old Navy is is legit struggling, and since we're reasonable here. Old Navy is struggling because of the whole retail apocalypse thing, right? It's like, okay, they've got I'm not a huge Old Navy fan. When I go there, I'm like, this is some marginal quality stuff that is mass produced that is probably for a little bit younger demographic than I I would rather pay a little bit more money and have better quality stuff. But if you're looking for a, you know, a t-shirt for an event, Old Navy not a bad uh, not a bad call. We have or had an old navy in a dying mall by my house that um used to go into. I actually don't think it's there anymore. Shocking, right? Old Navy gone. But um Old Navy, I think it is suffering from you can buy a lot of cool stuff on Amazon and it's you know it's it's gonna take like an old navy out. And old navy is owned by the gap, I believe. All right, so here's 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 kind of a rundown going back, starting with most current. We go, Cinemark, the theater, Old Navy, Cocoa Republic, that was an Australian uh, home furnishing, I believe T-Mobile, T-Mobile out, coming back to Seattle, specifically here, at Bellevue. that's where their headquarters are. Nordstrom, that is a five story level um, they occupy five stories within this mall and uh, Nordstrom Rack which is across the street Saks off 5th which is Saks 5th Avenue that's their discount brand right Anthropology again that suffers from the retail uh, apocalypse Office Depot yeah don't have enough office workers in the area to warrant keeping Office Depot open Amazon Go yeah we're going to go somewhere else Arc'teryx super expensive Good, really good quality, um, outdoor gear. The real, real, don't know. CB2, I don't, I don't know what either of those are. I think those are both retail. Banana Republic, retail. Athleta, great retail. Container store. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I, I get so bored in there. It's like one container after another. It is called the container store. We got Crate and Barrel, Abercrombie Fitch, uh, Discount Shoe Warehouse, Disney, Uniqlo, Marshalls, H and M, and the Gap. Those last four or five, those were those were all victims of the um, of the retail apocalypse. So you get an idea of you know who's bailing. But um, I, I think you're gonna see more and more of these stores just up and go. Because who wants to who wants to stick it out in a mall that is literally just smells like death? I mean, half, the, half the stores are closed and new ones that come in, they're not doing great because there's not enough foot traffic. We talk about foot traffic. Those are the people that are willing. To go into the mall, do a little shopping. I was reading an article yesterday about, um, or maybe I was recording a podcast about the mall's owner, you know, that partnership with the French the French company as well, giving it back. And so the author was interviewing somebody that was eating lunch in the food court in the, the Westfield Mall. And they basically said it's a respite from, she didn't say shenanigans, but I'm going to, because that's a word we like here on this channel. It's a respite from the shenanigans going on outside, meaning there's crazy stuff going on on the street just outside. So you come inside to the mall and there's, you know, supposedly less of that because you've got mall security and, you know, all that good stuff, but they can't seem to keep the poopers out of the elevator. But yeah, that's whole another story. So you've got this environment where it's literally, it's facing this doom loop cycle of people don't want to come into the downtown core. People aren't wanting to come back, you know, more than three days a week. They don't want to do three days a week into their, you know, business locations. They don't want to do that. So there's all of this pressure that is keeping people away from the downtown core. They don't want to go there. And I don't blame them because, you know, there's so many of the decisions, the policy of, yeah, just decriminalize drugs. It'll be fine. Decriminalize, you know, drug use outdoors, you know, uh, shoplifting, any of that stuff, just anything goes and specifically in this area. And the tenderloin has always been one of those areas where it's just got that reputation, right? So you're going to have to go in and you're going to have to clean up the tenderloin and good luck there. I mean governor Newsom has already talked about uh, we're going to send in the feds, you know, we're going to send in the national guard, we're going to work with the sheriff's office, we're going to work with San Francisco police. And that's all good and everything except if the district attorneys aren't going to, you know, throw these drug dealers and drug abusers in jail, then you're going to hand them a fine and say, "Hey, we'll see you in court." Where's that going to lead you? Because they're going to go right back out to the streets of the Tenderloin and do their thing. So until somebody really starts to drop the hammer on this, which I do not see happening in the near future, I know there's a few big conventions coming to San Francisco and it will be a test of how things are going because you know tourism is such a massive, massive part of any city's economy and especially a city like San Francisco. Where, you know, people from all of the world come, go there to, to shop and, you know, see the sights of San Francisco, go see Alcatraz, go see, you know, the market, go, go see Haight Ashbury. I mean, you know, it's got a lot to offer. And yet in this section, a little south of, you know, a lot of that stuff we're talking about, it is just out of control and not a good sight to see. And then the neighborhood surrounding it. Are being impacted by that. They're being impacted and specifically the businesses are at a point where, you know, we can't make enough money to cover the payments on the building. We're handing it back. We're not making enough money to cover our rent, movie theater. I can't imagine there's a lot of people looking to go to a movie in the Tenderloin just in general. That just doesn't seem like a, a thing to do. Maybe if you're local, it's like, ah, okay, yeah, I'm here already. I'm already impacted by all this craziness that's going on. Why wouldn't I go to the movie theater? But those aren't enough people to pay the bills. And so we're at that point where literally boom, 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 boom. You've got business after business after business saying, we out, we got to go, we got to go. And the vast majority of them, they on their exit, their exit card says, well, the problematic street conditions of San Francisco have led us to investigate other alternatives from where we can run our said business. In a nice way, without burning bridges, they are saying, we're just getting out of here because it is not." good and it's not good for business and that's a lot of what i talk about that's what a lot of what i cover here is you know the direct results of policy that has put you know not only san fran but la portland is a poster child for bad policy seattle terrible policy terrible policy i mean what are we even doing we're averaging I think 17 11 or 17 911 calls a day for OD and yet we can't figure out you know how to get our our how to get our uh, city council members on the same page of hey we might have a little bit of a fentanyl crisis here kids and so we need to come up with a you know consensus plan and one of the plans was to allow the Seattle City Attorney to prosecute some of the open-air drug use and possession. But our council just last week said, nope, nope, we need to reimagine and rethink this some more. Meanwhile, seven out of nine of those council members, those positions are going to be up in November. But this is Seattle, just like Portland, just like San Fran. They're going to make the same, the citizens are going to make the same decisions and then wonder Why are street conditions pushing people away from running businesses and running malls in our area? I don't get it. There's work to be done. We need to reimagine and rethink. Another thing that I'm, I'm uh, talking about is uh, conversion, conversion of downtown space into anything else that's viable. And you know what? You just keep running into roadblocks because residential use out of a commercial use. That's a hard no go. I mean, it's just, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to get, and it's a hard no go because the amount of money to put into infrastructure to redesign and recreate that building to go from, you know, commercial. To residential, the developer is going to have to get such a discount on that building. And we're not there numbers wise yet. You're basically going to have to give the land and the building away to somebody who gets it for nothing. And then is, has the budget within the, you know, perceived equity at the end of the project to make a go of it, to go out and get that loan, to put the six, seven hundred million into it, whatever it might be, to take a big parcel, a big building and redo it. Maybe it's a hundred million, you know, whatever the numbers might be. But we're talking about converting a lot of this space. I don't see that happening anytime soon. So you're going to have just all these buildings kind of sitting and people going, well, I wonder what direction the Tenderloin's going in. Well, the movie theater is saying, yeah, not anymore. We're done. This movie theater has been talking about leaving for quite some time. So this is not a all of a sudden, boom, this happened kind of thing. This is one of those long, slow death spirals. And that's what I'm covering. If a hot dog stand closes in the Tenderloin, I'm covering it. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that notification bell because that's the stuff we're putting up. We're putting up, here's your policy. Here's the direct result causation. This is the end result. How is that working out? You got an entire mall that's going back. Mm, Yeah, not good. Not good. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of News for Reasonable People. I'll catch up with you in the next one. Bye for now.